Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is a conversation with the wonderful Tabitha Fennell. We cover a lot of topics throughout this chat. We speak about dreams, we speak about acupuncture, spleen deficiency, burnout, diet, fun, energy, yin, yang, so many different things are covered in this chat, but they're all connected. As Tabitha explains, everything is connected. I first met Tabitha a couple of years ago at one of our events, and it was such a pleasure to connect with her. She is one of those people that when you meet, you just instantly feel drawn towards because she oozes confidence and authenticity, and she has such a warm energy. I think you'll really enjoy hearing more from Tabitha. Now, Tabitha does also have her own podcast with her lovely husband, Brad. It's called Turn On The Podcast. And that's actually how I connected with Tabitha, not through the podcast, um, but through her husband, Brad. He spoke at an event that we held a little while ago. And of course, she came along as his lovely date. And it was so nice to meet her. And ever since then, I've really enjoyed following her on social media and just connecting with her. And I need to get my butt into their studio in Burley, which is here on the Gold Coast, Studio Chi. And I will let Tabitha tell you a little bit more about herself because I think it's always better coming from the actual person. But Tabitha has had Chinese medicine and acupuncture in her bones from a really, really young age. And she will explain all of that during our chat. I hope that you really, really enjoy this conversation and I'm sure that you'll be able to take something away from this. As always, it would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot right now, pop it up on your Instagram, tag me at Kylie Camps. You can also tag Tabitha as well at Tabitha J Fennell, spelled F-E-N-N-E-L-L, so that we can reshare on our stories as well because it really is a buzz 
to see what it is that you're up to or what you take away from these episodes and these conversations. So definitely do that. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Tabitha, thank you so much for making time over your weekend to have this chat with me. I'm really looking forward to learning more and hearing from you. Oh, awesome. Thanks for having me, Kylie. Yeah, not a problem. I love talking about anything to do with acupuncture and women's health um, in general. So, yeah, it's great to be here. Brilliant. Now, I've spoken a little bit about you in the introduction, but in your own words, could you tell our listeners about who you are and what it is that you do? Great. Well, I'm a mum of three, married. Um, I've been invested in my health since a very early age of 10 when I first uh, was introduced to acupuncture and Chinese medicine. So um, I have my own business with my husband here on the Gold Coast for about the last 20-something years. And we treat a lot of uh, uh, with acupuncture and the Chinese uh, medicine. Plus, we do one-on-one coaching. We've got our own little podcast called Turn on the Podcast. And, yeah, I just love working with women, their families um, and their husbands or girlfriends. It's in the clinic um, at Studio Chi at Burley where we are. It's just a a whole big juicy um, referral of the people that we're treating. So the clients that we treat are, you know, dedicated to their health and they love acupuncture and it's just a fun, beautiful environment to work in. Mm, that's so nice to hear. Now, you mentioned that you were introduced to acupuncture at 10 years old. Yes. How did that happen? I'm just sat here thinking 10 quite yeah, young to sort it's... of go acupuncture, Chinese medicine. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I've got my beautiful mum to thank for that. Um, she actually it was my sister who had um, uh, asthma, onset asthma at puberty. And mum, was a she's a chronic asthmatic, and she didn't want to go down the western side as much as she could you know do something different so she just got on and researched and she found this amazing acupuncturist who basically transformed our life he worked with my sister he really helped with clearing the lungs but he also was in there with the Chinese medicine and helped us with the herbs but we also changed our whole diet our our whole exercise therapy so from then on in whatever happened in our life it was off to our acupuncturist so at 10 was my first treatment of acupuncture and I pretty well fell in love with it there so um, throughout all my life um, it's my go to the acupuncture and the Chinese herbs so yeah that's thank thanks to my mum and her for thinking back in the late 70s um that's where she yeah took- quite ahead of her time there kind of oh, thinking outside the box definitely yeah definitely so no um we stripped back our pantries and got rid of the white sugar we were eating kelp on our food it was we changed our salt it was yeah it was a big um the way mum cooked she was changed it was amazing actually yeah and it's interesting because part of me thinks you could go one of two ways there you know you could go down that path of going oh this is amazing and this is going to become 
how I want to live moving forward. Or at 10, yes. you could really rebel against that and go like, you know what, the moment I'm out of this house, <laughs> totally. is it. I'm going to take all the antibiotics. I'm going to eat all the processed food. Totally, um, totally. So how fortunate that you went this way. Yes. And I'm sure that all yeah. of your clientele would agree. And you mentioned there at your studio on the Gold Coast, you do have such a loyal clientele. And I know myself, mm. even I've recommended friends go come and visit you or Brad, and then oh, they just become you. devoted yes. <laughs> to yes. everything that you guys do. So yeah. you're definitely on to it. Yes. Now, I'd love to know in your work, what do you enjoy the most? Like, what do you love to do? Yeah, look, I just love, I love working with the hormones, with women. I love, but it goes deeper than that. You know, hormones are great, but behind the hormones, there's always emotion that's blocked usually. So even though I'm a traditional Chinese medicine acupuncturist, I've also um, bring in skills from dream work and process-orientated psychology that um, I use in the treatment as well. So um, it's I, I like to, I love to see people getting that aha moment about their life and their problems. Um, you know, call it a coach, call it intuition, call it years of experiencing the same sort of patterns that come in. That's, I love turning people on really back to their life. Mm. You know, I, I, I love seeing that light come back on to go, oh, that's why I'm feeling like that. That's why my body is doing these weird things. That's why my hormones aren't working so well. Um, that's what I love to do, Kylie, just turning people back on freedom. I can imagine it would just be so rewarding to see the whole cathartic process of someone coming to you with an initial yes. concern. And then, like you said, there's always so much more below mm. the surface. And you touched yes. on dreams. Yes. Now, how do you work with women and their dreams? Do you ask them to keep a dream journal? Do you think people know what their dreams mean intrinsically when they really think about it yeah look um I really like to work with your your first ever dream your mythical dream which is what you have usually people remember that really scary dream they had as a kid and it can be repetitive and that in sort of Jungian psychology is really where it maps out the whole of your life myth what you're pushing up against what is your what you've got to learn here in life that's what your childhood dream um, is all about so if we can tap into that there's usually um, places in your life where this keeps coming up not in that dream sense but what the dream means to you so um, I love to work and open that and give them some skills on how to look at that dream further and then implement what they what they need to do in life to actually grasp their miss their myth in life and go forward Oh my gosh, it's so, sorry, I was just going to say it's so yeah. interesting that you you are speaking about this and I think yes. that, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways and I know that you and I, we didn't even say, oh, let's talk about dreams in our yeah. conversation. Yeah. But it. when you were just talking then, Tabitha, I was like, I know exactly what my dream is from childhood that was the reoccurring dream for me. I can ah. see it so clearly and yes. 
would it be appropriate if I tell you what it is? I'd love it. Yeah, if you're okay. if you're up for it, totally. Yeah, of course. Ooh. I always had this reoccurring dream about being kidnapped, and yeah. it was always in a convertible car. Yes. And I was in the back of the car. The top was off, and my hair was blowing in front of my face, and I had been kidnapped. Okay. And that was the dream that yes. I always had. I love it. And they're, they're huge dream doors. We call them dream doors to, to take you in, Kylie, to go, okay, you know, you've been kidnapped. You're in a convertible. You're at the tops off. Your hair's flowing. Oh, my God. It just sounds like when I, when I hear this dream, I just go, oh, my God, that's you. That's you in your wild, authentic state. You know, it, there's, there's mystery there. There's, there's excitement. There's um, your hair's flowing. I can feel the wind around my neck. There's sensuality there. Is, is any of this resonating to you? Yeah, well, I've not really thought to unpack this dream. It was just yeah. that when you were saying we all have yeah. this recurring dream, yeah. Yeah. it just came to me so vividly. Like I can just remember as a kid wow. having that dream all the time yes. and now speaking about it, I can definitely see themes of control, yeah. like control yes. is a big one for me. I like it. I had yep. an eating disorder in my early 20s. That's Got kind you. of a behaviour that when I'm feeling out of control in life, yes. I'm yes. very tempted to go back towards. Totally. So I imagine that there's some sort of direct correlation between feeling out of control and being kidnapped. Oh, definitely. Or being removed. Exactly. But yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what you're going to come up in your life throughout your life, probably until till you die there will be that control aspect that you can actually uh, learn to release a little bit more and drop into your body and feel that sensuality to know you're safe and that you have got skills to not be kidnapped, to not be out of control. So um, we could go further into there's so many dream doors in there that we could take you down one um, to you know, open up and look into. But, yeah, that control is one side of the picture and it's usually opposites. You know, there's probably a part of you that needs to learn control, but there's also another part of you that so needs to just let go and feel your sensuality and drive that convertible and be that wild, amazing woman that you are. Mm, so fascinating. And so when women come to you and you start working with all aspects of their life, and in particular just because we're speaking about dreams, yes, is it is it common that people know their dream? Because I just can imagine that there will be people listening going, oh, I can't think of a reoccurring dream. Exactly. And some people do. They don't. Like for me, I cannot remember my first childhood dream, but I can remember when I was around nine months old and I actually stood up by myself in the, uh, the lounge room and the only person or the only thing that was there was my dog who was watching me. So that was my first childhood memory. So if you At nine months old. Yes, I remember oh that dream. Okay. I know. It's, it's bizarre, hey? I mean, other people are like three years, four years, five years even. So if you don't remember that dream early on, it's your first ever memory of a child, which, you know, for that, for me, it was standing up and I could feel the balance and I was like, oh, my goodness, I can stand without my, you know, by myself. And the only person that was watching me was the dog. And it's that's been a big theme in my life about standing up for who I am and not really having to have any other people around me watching me or giving me anything but the dog energy. That's another big 
energy in my life as well. Um, so yeah, if you don't have a dream, don't don't freak out. There'll be some memory that pops up into your head, um, and even there's there's night dreams, but there's also daytime dreaming. So there's themes that will come and flirt with you through your awakening hours that we can tap into as well. So many different elements. There totally is. There's dream doors everywhere to take you deeper into yourself and what you're up against in life. Dream doors. I love that terminology. And even just hearing you speak about how, you know, the dog energy has been important for you. Uh My like my like little animal that always seems to rear its head in interesting situations is a frog. Ah, I like mm. it. Frog energy, yes. Yeah, interesting, huh? Interesting, and and that's where we could go into and take you into actually feeling really into that frog energy. What does it resonate? What is it speaking to you? What is the essence of that frog? What is it wanting you to get in life? You know, is it? I don't know. What what is it for you, Kylie? What's the? If you just sort of the first thing that comes into your head, frog energy is. Yeah. Do you know what I? I was like, oh gosh, she's gonna ask you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's just it's just that like when there's been stressful times in my life yes. a frog will appear out of seemingly nowhere like you and Brad know that you yes. know, both Matt and I went through a really really tough time and that's when again the frog kept coming up to the forefront like I kept seeing frogs green tree frogs everywhere yeah. Yeah. and even recently like just the other day I was I brought in the washing and I was folding the washing and there's a green tree frog in the laundry and growing up my dad never called me Kylie like I was froggy from as young as I can remember and so it's just going oh this 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 reoccurring frog yeah I love it we need to do a session we need to unfold this girl I know know. (laughs) so much beauty and oh yeah juice in that you know Mm, so interesting now What would you say are some of the most common reasons that women in particular come to see you? Like, is it burnout? Is it to do with hormones? Like, what's the thing that they think is the concern? And then I'm sure you unpack it and you go so much deeper. But what's the, the number one thing when women book in? Yeah, it's probably a combination of hormones, uh, digestion, and depending where they are with um, having babies or not having babies, um, it can be a little bit of burnout as well because, let's face it, women these days are, are doing everything and um, it's usually their kidney kidney energy that is 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 burnt and is burning and they need a lot of a resuscitation a reset of their adrenals um but then of course that interrupts with the spleen energy as well and the stomach energy and digestion is you know it's your it's all about your transformation and transportation of your nutrients so when that's out of whack and as we know and now western society is catching up that the digestive center it's the hub you know if that's not working properly then every other organ in the body will become 
um, not so stable and not so strong. So digestion is a big thing with women I work with um, and acupuncture is just so amazing and the Chinese herbs to work with that. Um, but also hormonal, PMT, um, period pain, PCOS, you know, all those endometriosis, um, trying to fall pregnant, women who are coming off the pill. It's just anything hormonal, um, women are starting now to go acupuncture. And usually they might come in with a digestive constipation, diarrhea, bloating. That's a huge sign and symptom of spleen deficiency. Um, and they'll come in with that and we start to peel back the layers. They might even come in with sh a short, sore neck and shoulders and in Chinese medicine that is actually the liver gallbladder area so I say to them so how are your periods and then it'll start to unravel oh well I really get bad PMS oh I'm very anxious I'm very highly strung so acupuncture is just such a beautiful it's very holistic. We look at all angles and it's not just one organ that's usually out of whack. There's usually a few players in there that need rebalancing and that's what acupuncture does. Mm, and I think that you're so right there because so many people, like just people that I know in my life, like people closest to me will be exploring things with their GP or going down the route of having scans and ultrasounds mm. and all of these things. And it's like we're not getting any answers on what's going on yes. but then when you do start to explore it again sort of you know from a more holistic approach looking at acupuncture and Chinese herbs and medicine and whatnot mm. you start to realize how it is all so connected totally that's, that's how I came across the term spleen deficiency after I had my breast reduction and breast lift I was ah. suffering from extreme bloating like to the point yeah. Tabitha where I literally was like my stomach and I've got videos yep. of it because yeah like people wouldn't believe it otherwise yes. you say oh yes. I'm bloated and people are like oh how cute you're a bit bloated yeah, yeah. no 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 I no. legitimately looked nine months pregnant yes. to the point that when I sent through videos and photos to my surgeon who was in Sydney yep. he yep. flew me back down because he's like <gasps> something's not right like something wow. is off here gotcha and so I went through so many um processes of having scans ultrasounds yep. blood work all of these things yes yes and you know it was on and off for a good year to 18 months and I began working with a naturopath and she straight away said to me look I think you are experiencing spleen deficiency. Yes. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And then it's like a bit of a, a beta Meinhof thing because then all of a sudden spleen deficiency, the term was everywhere. And I'm like, aha, it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Totally a thing. So I it would is. love to explore it with you right. in today's conversation because bloating is a big one. And sure. for me, I think that I've worked out it's all stress. When I'm stressed, I hold my breath. I'm yes. not digesting food well. Right. Um, and I just swell right up. But gotcha. talk us through what, what, what is spleen deficiency? What does it mean? How does it show up? And how can we manage it? I love it. Great. Well, spleen deficiency, it, spleen is your yin organ and your uh, stomach is your yang organ. And they work together. So when you are spleen deficiency, your digestion's not working properly. So you're not transforming 
your uh, food into nutrients and you're not transporting that nutrients to build good blood to give you energy. So when the stomach and spleen aren't working properly, totally you get that bloating because your food just hits your stomach, your stomach goes, you know what, I'm not digesting this today. So then there's a lot of gas in there. There's a lot of um, fermenting foods that are not being digested properly. So you get the bloating. You also get uh, the craving of sweets. Some women, um, the earth element is the stomach and spleen and it's the sweet element but when your spleen is not working very well you crave sweets and that's how we get our energy back but it's a false energy so you should have a little bit of sweet in your diet but not a lot um, and if you're really craving sweets then your digestion is is not well um, weight gain, you know, women who are trying to lose weight and they're exercising and they're eating really well and they just can't lose weight, that's a spleen deficiency. Um, but to not to say that women who are a little bit overweight or very overweight, it can be a spleen deficiency in very thin people as well. Um, so they're not in thin people with the, the spleen deficiency, they're not absorbing their nutrients. But um, their body isn't holding on to the, the weight as um, women who are a little bit more overweight. Um, their body just, they can't digest or transform that food. So the body just goes, okay, we're going to store it. Doesn't matter what you put in this body, we can't break it down, we can't utilize it, we're just going to store it. And that's where they have the problem with losing weight. Um, they get spleen deficiency, it makes you feel heavy, it makes you feel tired. You can get like um, fluid retention in your limbs, especially your lower limbs. Really puffy. Puffy, that's the one. Yep. So you get puffy ankles and feet. And women can say, I jumped on the scale and I've put on 500 grams and the next morning it's off but then it'll come back again and that's the the transformation of the fluids is not being properly utilized throughout the body we tend to get cold hands and feet that's another sign of spleen deficiency um, and then you can you can go from loose bowel to going number twos um, four times a day, three or four times a day, to being constipated. That's another sort of spleen deficiency. Um, and it's no fun at all because one minute you're running to the toilet, the next minute you're, you're not. You're so backed up and it's a, a horrible feeling. Um, there's a, a tiredness and an insomnia um, that goes with spleen deficiency, which is more related to overthinking. So you're off to sleep and you're laying there in bed and you're just overthinking, overthinking. Because in Chinese medicine, every organ has a different um, emotion and to it, uh, where the spleen is all about overthinking worrying um, and reminiscing. So if you're an overthinker, you're going to destroy your digestive system. But then if you don't, <laughs> it's not fair, is it? But then no. if you, <laughs> totally. And how much do we think us women, you know, know. We're thinking about what are we going to do next? Where are we going? Who's this? Where's that? All so tabs. Totally all our tabs are open constantly and more are piling up in the background. So overthinking destroys your spleen so um you know meditation and um coming back to the present moment and it has a lot to do with it like i say to people how do you eat what what when do you sit down to eat breakfast lunch and dinner and most of them kind of roll their eyes and go well i'm at my computer you know 
eating something or I'm looking after the kids trying to eat food while they're running around or trying to get them to eat and we're not being present with our eating. So um, that's another big tool is to actually chew really well, um, which allows your stomach to go, oh, here comes the food. Great. Now we can digest it. Um, when you're thinking about eating, when you're tasting the flavors of your food and looking at the colors, you're not thinking about other things. You're, you're staying present. So being present while you're eating um, is a big key for spleen deficiency as well to, to help that. Um, I feel I feel like you've described so many things that so many women are dealing with. Like I feel like yes. every woman in my life and so many women that I speak with online are speaking about feeling fatigued. Yes. Also having like being exhausted, but having trouble sleeping. Oh my also goodness. being bloated. And then like yep. you said, the one minute having to go to the bathroom all the time and yes. then the next thing being constipated. Yes. We're always eating on the run you know yes. we're stood in the kitchen shoveling something yes. down our throat while we're doing something else with an, our right hand and our left hand doing yep. something else yep. and our <laughs> mind is out to lunch on another task totally there are so many things that you touched on that are you know fall under the umbrella of spleen deficiency that are just part of our lives I feel yes. I would love to know if there are any women who are exploring their fatigue or their bloating with their GP like say that they're in the state of trying to figure this out with Western medicine. Sure. Are there any markers or any indicators when you're looking at blood work and that sort of thing that directly correlate to the spleen deficiency in Chinese medicine? Not that... Not that I can think of. Probably the biggest thing would be um, anemic, if you're anemic, mm. um, if your B vitamins. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. If your B vitamins are low, because once again, if your digestion is not working well, you cannot absorb these nutrients. Mm. Um, and the other side of um, the hormonal side of a spleen deficiency is, you know, amenorrhea where you don't get your period or light periods or spotting throughout your cycle. And this is a big marker of saying you're not producing enough blood. And funnily enough, the spleen in China, in Western medicine helps with your white blood cell, your immunity, but it also helps build blood. So if your digestion is not working and you're not um, absorbing nutrients, you're blood volume will be low and hence anemia um, and your periods will flow from that um, or they won't flow. <laughs> so, you know, they're going to be very light, short um, or none at all. So blood markers, I'd say mostly it's your, yeah, your vitamin B's deficient and also anemia is a big one. I'm just that here, like hand in the air, nodding. Yeah, yeah that, gotcha. That's me. Yeah. Period goes for three days on the yes. third day, like it's hardly it's... anything at all. Wow. That is just so yep. me. You. Okay. And the iron yep. as well. I had an iron yep. infusion Okay. Maybe, maybe 12 months ago and it did make a difference for okay. sure. Yes. But yep. it's so fascinating just exploring the spleen deficiency. Yes. And so I have no doubt. We will yes. have thousands of women listening who are nodding along going, yep, yep, yep. that's me, that's me. Yes. How can we manage it? Yeah. You spoke about being mindful with food. I know that's a big one. Definitely. Um, but, but what else do we need to consider? Great. Um, it's, it's so simple, but it's what we have moved away from in the West. And 
you've got to treat your stomach like the pot where you're going to put all your food into the pot and your kidneys are like the fire energy that heats up that pot and digests the food. So we're already adrenal fatigued. We're already kidney yang, which is the fire of the body deficient. So if you're putting cold raw foods, hence salads out of the fridge, um, or if you're on a raw food diet, or if you're having smoothies that have got cold frozen beans and um, berries and bananas in and then you put more ice to add it even make it even colder that is just taking your digestive fire out completely and a lot of women you know unfortunately are trying to be healthy and fit so they're going for the salads and they're eating really well acai bowls oh the acai bowls (laughs) god i cannot i cannot have them no woman should be having i see a bowls unless you and they're so delicious i know i I know i can't i can't stomach them because it makes me feel so sick yeah and I bet you bloat straight after and that's the key it's like what makes you bloat can you put Mm. you know two cubes of bananas in your smoothie um and you don't bloat but if you put two cubes of banana plus three um, just ice cubes, you'll bloat. So how much can your digestion take? So it's all about coming back to really feeling what, after, how after you eat does your body feel? So the things you need to be having are warm, nourishing foods. So stews, broths, um, low, get your slow cooker out and make up a beautiful broth full of yummy food, chicken soups, those sorts of things really feed the spleen and they take less energy for your body to break down um, and your energy will come back and you'll be able to build blood and you won't get the bloating and I'm not saying that especially here in Queensland I know you'll have listeners from all over the world it's very hot most of the time so we can have a little bit more cold raw foods but in even saying that I would take the the salads out of the fridge leave them on your on the um kitchen bench let hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It cool down to, you know, room temperature because that chill will go straight into your stomach and it'll just knock your digestive fire out. So it's not so much, you know, this food's not good or that food's not good. It's the warmth of the food. You need warm nourishing food and as soon as women I tell women that they're like no but I love my salads and I love the cold smoothies and then they have a week even a couple of days of transforming that and making stews and broths and they feel so much better they've just got more life they've got more energy the bloating stops the diarrhea stops um it's a it's a big transformation quite um quite quickly actually 
with just mm. those simple, you know, dietary aspects. Adding a little bit of ginger into, if you do stir fries, have ginger, you know, in your salads have rocket, more pungent um, herbs that, that light up your digestive system and ginger is so good at doing that. Um, plus rocket, rosemary, turmeric, all those sorts of a little bit spicy. Not You don't want to go down the chilli road. That's a bit too hot for the digestion. Um, but pungent foods are very good. Warming foods are the best for a spleen deficiency type person. Mm, and it's so in line with when I was speaking with the naturopath about my bloating because she yes. said to me, okay, you know, like what's an average day of eating look like for you? Yes. And I was saying that like I kind of rattled everything off and included in that it was definitely two big salads a day at least. Yes, like I, yes. I'm yes. such a salad person. Yes. Um, also, I always prefer to eat my fruit frozen like frozen banana oh my god yes that's like okay. my favorite thing okay. um frozen berries like I would yes. you know when I was I'm not now but yes. when I was working with the naturopath yes when she was saying to me like what's what's your day like I'd be like well I'd have like a, a cup of frozen blueberries as a snack or yes. a frozen banana as a snack yeah. like cut yeah. up with peanut butter on it yes and these are the things that like I so love to Actually, eat yes and it yep. makes me remember I can remember years ago hearing someone and I can't remember where I heard it but someone said to me the things that you're craving are often exactly what you should avoid exactly is there, is there truth to that there's so much truth oh in that God. <laughs> There's no, so I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It is always the way. Yeah, people look at me in the clinic every day and go, what do you mean? I love, like you've just said, I love my cold raw food. I always have my fruit cold, you know. I always have my salads crisp. <laughs> but it's like, no, no, no. You can, you've got to give your, your digestive time a little bit of time to, to regenerate, to reboot. And then you can start to bring back in those colder foods. But probably, Kylie, if you bought back those bananas and the blueberry, you would feel it that your digestive system doesn't feel so well afterwards you know you would feel your energy drop and you probably would take a mouthful of them and sort of go yeah you know what I'm not going to do that so the body does tell us if we listen and if you're having the cold raw foods chew chew really well be like a a cow who just chews and chews and chews because you warm that coldness up in your in your mouth you get the digestive fire ready in your stomach and then your stomach and spleen can deal with it so um it's it's a new way of being really to am... treat the spleen and I am like the exact person that does everything wrong yeah. <laughs> um, because yes. like, even just listening to you too, like I feel like I've got a good grip on it now, but Kylie yes. 12 months ago, even yep. eating because bef- like, I have seven-year-old twins, so I'm rather yes. busy. But before oh that, yes. I was a flight attendant, which is literally oh. hoovering oh. food yes. in a galley. Oh. <laughs> and I was a hairdresser, which is yep. hoovering food. Oh my goodness, yep. And thinking, thinking, yeah. thinking what you're going to be doing next. And, yeah, it's a tricky yeah. one, isn't it? Yes. Absolutely. Now, yeah. the other thing that I would love to just touch on when it comes to food yes. um, and, the, you know, the cold food versus the warm food, mm. do you, when you're working with women, also consider eating towards their cycle? Uh, yeah, as in, like, not as much food at certain times of the cycle 
or just something that I've been exploring lately and having a lot of conversations with my girlfriends about is, you know, when you're in the luteal phase, what are the foods that make you feel great? They can be quite different versus the foods that when you're menstruating make you feel great and just noticing where you are in your cycle and being mindful. Yes. I, I just know that I can handle, you know, a lot more fruit Yes. In a certain phase of my cycle versus when I'm actually premenstrual. Like I just not paying a bit more attention to that sort of stuff. I love it. I love it. It's it's being body aware, isn't it? And mm. when you're building, you know, eggs, if you're wanting to um, become pregnant, well, then protein and your broths and your stews are probably the best way to go there. But when you're coming up to menstruating and, and even menstruating to back off, um, because there's so much energy going on in that system, the digestion takes so much energy from us. So, you know, even um, I've been fasting 18 hours a day at the the moment about three to four um, times a week and I'm just finding that there's so much that not overloading your digestive system is a real key element to help supporting your spleen as well so I'm not menstruating anymore I'm in um, perimenopause um, going on to menopause believe it or not I can't believe I'm saying that but I am Um, so I don't have that bleeding phase, but when I did to not eat heavily really helps the body with your energy, with cramps and, um, with your, yeah, with your general energy, I would try and lighten up on the food when you're menstruating for sure. So interesting, isn't it? Mm. And we've spoken about women having a lot of opened tabs and the overthinking side of life that we seem to do so well, which can or what will often leads towards feeling burnt out. Uh, what would be some of your top tips for women to cope with that burnout? Yeah, um, come and get some acupuncture. <laughs> find, <laughs> find a good acupuncture. Um, I'm very biased, but it is so good at tonifying the yang in the body. The yang is our, our power. It's our positivity. It's our getting out there. It's our passion in the world. Um, and that needs to be nurtured. And the Chinese herbs are very good for that as well to build that kidney yang. So, you know, simple things that you can do is legs up the wall. It's a beautiful pose because it pulls the blood into the uterus but also into the kidneys and your kidneys are in your lower back so legs up the wall once a day is great Um, at least a liter and a half of water in the the morning side you know try and sort of get all your water drunk by three o'clock then you're not weeing all night long Um, your stews and your broths that's another great thing for um, kidney yang deficiency resting you when you know burnout you just can't push through it and I know that's a really hard and crazy thing to say to women but we really have to go where can I rest where can I nap what nurtures me notice when you're pushing with kidney with burnout I'm keeping going back to kidney yang deficiency because that's what it is you can't push through this because you'll just go deeper and deeper into your essence into your jing which is the Chinese word for you know it's it's given to you at your birthright is your jing and you've only got so much jing and if you eat into that your life will become shorter so 
you need to rest. Rest we is a really big... need to normalize resting, don't we? We totally do. Oh my goodness. I have an acupuncture 15 minute treatment and it just takes me into like a deep Shavasana um, yin state because that's what acupuncture does as well. It takes you into that beautiful uh, yin floaty state that dis it makes the kidneys relax and it stops that fight and flight. It reverses the cortisol, the adrenals, which keep us going, which keep us awake at night. And that's where acupuncture is so good or napping and resting because it brings you back in meditation. Um, it un unlocks you from that go, go, go energy that burns you out. Your kidneys can only take so much. <laughs> so important. And I think that, you know, in the last 10 years in particular, there's been such a focus on do more, hustle, get it done, yes. have a side hustle. Yes. Of course you can do it all. And yeah. I think that we've kind of come full circle now to go, you know, yeah, you can do it all, but that doesn't yeah. mean that you should do it all. And, and we need to rest. Totally. And is it making you happy doing it all? You know, mm. it's like, no, probably not. How are you feeling? Is dropping back into your purpose and what you need to be doing in life for your health and your longevity. Because in youth, we've got a lot of jing. So we can, you know, go for it. And, and like you said, hustle and, and dive into our kidney energy. But as we get older, no, 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 the body's not going to let us do that. And because we are putting more pressure on ourselves younger, the burnout rate is, you know, 30s, 40s, not 50s, 60s. It's getting shorter because we are using our body and, and brain and mind and, and everything way too much. More so so much more available to us around the clock you know even oh. growing up like on Sundays the shops weren't opened nowadays oh it's like everything's open on a Sunday of course yes. like that would be strange if it wasn't yep and yep. even to go further to say like we used to you know growing up everyone from like I'm 33 the other day I was like am I 32 or 33 I couldn't remember yeah. but you know growing up at the end of the day we'd sit and watch tv and then the tv would get turned off and we'd go to bed but Absolutely. nowadays we take our screens after yes. we watch tv and yes. we take them to the bathroom yes. we take totally. them to the bedroom yes. we take them everywhere there's less time that we're actually switching off totally yep Exactly. And I think for me, nature is a really good place to go to, um, to switch off. And all I have to do is we're on acreage where we live. I just have to walk out the, the front door and I've got birds, I've got the greenery. And I think we can all do it. We've all got nature around us. So mother nature is a, an amazing teacher of slowing down and connecting yourself to the earth, connecting yourself to your uterus down deep into the earth. That's how you can drop into yourself and rest in a deep, deep way. I love that. So important. It is. I also just wanted to ask whilst I have you about your opinion on caffeine because um, <laughs> you're not going to like it. <laughs> no, no, I think I, I think that it will be in line with what I what I believe to be true anyway, Tabitha, because yes. a year ago, I don't know whether it was a year or two years ago, maybe. Yes. Anyway, I remember it was the 1st of December, so it's either been a year or two years, but I yes. made the switch from 
proper coffee to only decaf if if I'm having a coffee and I can remember the day so clearly because I made this decision on a day that I was taking the kids to dream world on my own like I don't know what I was thinking so I was experiencing (laughs) caffeine withdrawal and freaking five or six year old twins at dream world at the time I'll tell you that much but I have never felt better in terms Mm. of reducing my caffeine intake and being really, really mindful of how much I'm taking on board. I still only drink decaf coffee now. I love it. So talk to me. Talk to me about caffeine because so many mums out there in particular, they're having three to four cups of coffee a day because that's what they feel they need to get through the day. Exactly. And caffeine is great. It takes you up but unfortunately it bang takes you down real quick. And what it takes from you, it takes from your kidney. Once again, I'm going back to that kidney yang, which is your base energy. So it fires you up, it gets your adrenals going and you're like, yes, I can do this. I've got lots of energy. Let's go, go, go. But then it drops you real hard on the other side and it actually takes from your system. It's also very dehydrating. Um, You know, they say one cup of coffee is about a glass and a half of water that you need to be having back in your body when you're drinking coffee. So if you're having three to four cups a day, I'd be trying to back it off to at least one or like you go on the decaf. Um, There's some great decafs out there. Um, Make sure it's water strained because there's some horrible chemical decafs out there that that's how they get the, the, um, the decaf out is through chemicals. So just watch what you're drinking with the, um, the decaf but yeah it hits your adrenals hard and it gives you the up but it'll take it'll take from your coffee unfortunately so once again more water uh more exercise gentle exercise more um things that bring you joy to give you energy basically than rather than coffee it's it's, and it's not a good thing <laughs> unfortunately i guess it comes back to what we were saying before about often what you're actually craving yes, is yes. what you don't need. Totally. So feeling like, yes. oh, I need my coffee fix yep. rather than going, that's my body telling me I need caffeine. Yes. Yep. Perhaps flip that on its head and go, that's my body saying I yes. really should not be reaching for caffeine. Totally. And what does it need in that moment? Oh, my God, I just need to sit out on the grass or actually I need to go back and have a nap or I need to organise a babysitter. Like I think we just we just push past our body which is an amazing tool and it's telling us every day what we should be doing and unfortunately like you said we've got so many roles and we're do do doing and we think we have to do more but actually sometimes doing less is more in the long run so um yeah caffeine it's uh, i met a naturopath many years ago she said the only good thing that caffeine coffee is for is to be put up your bottom for an enema (laughs) there you go She said it should go with no other orifice other than your bottom. <laughs> there you go. What yeah. a lovely visual. I know that um the coffee enemas, they were quite a buzz for a yeah. while there a few years ago in the health yeah. industry. So not a yes. foreign concept. No, not Some, at all. Something that you just mentioned there, Tabitha, that I wanted to circle back and highlight mm. for our listeners, because I've shared this before as a journal prompt. But to really get into the habit of asking yourself, what do I need? So often we're thinking our kids need this, my partner needs that, the bills need this from me, the house needs that, blah, 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 everyone needs something. Yes. But you're not actually checking in and going, what is it 
that I need. And I think the more that we can encourage women to ask themselves that question, the better. Totally. Putting ourselves first is paramount you know I often ask my clients where are you on the list of husband wife kids career jobs and usually they're right down the bottom and I think us as women we need to retrain ourselves and put ourselves first and who we are and what we need first because we're let's face it we're the mama bears everything if we're feeling great in our body doesn't the household and, and career run perfectly if we're feeling overrun and deficient then everything around us turns crazy so it is you've got we've training ourselves to put ourselves first and then see what comes up when you do because a lot of the time there's a critic there that's sitting on your shoulder going ah Tabitha don't yeah look at you putting yourself first or whatever it's saying have a conversation with that critic just to go you know what no I'm putting myself first because it's 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 good for me but it's also good for my family my friends my career um it's often there can be things that block us from actually taking time out for ourselves and putting us first and to work on those and be aware of those things makes that journey a little less more joyous and easy on us I think that you're so right and often we think that you know the definition of being a good mum or a good partner is to be that martyr yeah really it doesn't serve anyone and more than ever I believe it's so true that we are so responsible for the energy in the household yes like it's true it's true on my my shitty days I'm like why are the kids acting like this but on my good days they're acting exactly the same it's just the way that I'm taking it so I think that being responsible for the energy we bring into a room and you know what, going, yeah, we are the glue. We are the glue that keeps this household together. So I'm going to look after myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And joy, joy and fun. It's probably my big mantra of last year and this year going into menopause is, you know what, if things don't make me feel joyful and I'm not feeling like this is good for my soul, I'm just not going to do it anymore. So Mm. that's been an interesting peeling back of of friendships and workload and mother load oh, and I can imagine <laughs> mm-hmm. so, a whole different season exactly and it's been so refreshing and so actually once I do it the family and friends and career and everything around me just settles into it oh that's that's who she is that's what she okay she runs that way now they soon get hold of it and run with it you know but it was more me thinking oh they can't be like that they won't like me or I'll disappoint people but you know, whatever, people will be disappointed (laughs) no matter what you do. (laughs) I love that. And it's been on my mind so much as well because I think going through a marriage breakdown and also having young children get older, like having the boys now been at school for a couple of years and no longer being someone's wife, there's such a shift in identity or what I self-identified as being really important. Wow. And in the last year, it's like, okay, you know what? I want to be really mindful of mm-hmm. the parts that I pick and choose to self-identify with. And just it. hearing you speak then, Tabitha, about fun and what I'm hearing from you is authenticity. Sometimes yes. authenticity means letting certain friendships or uh-huh. endeavours slide away because they're yep. just no longer authentic to who you are. 
Yes, totally. And, you know, with you just saying that, then it brought me back to your childhood dream with that hair flowing and the tops off and you're racing even though you're kidnapped. It's like, yeah, who does Kylie want to be? Where is her joy? Where is her bliss? Mm. I love it. You're onto it, girl. <laughs> oh, scratching the surface. But yeah, I that's what life's about, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours and I'm going to book in for a session for sure. Yeah, Um, love it. But I would love to finish up our conversation today with a few rapid fire questions. Okay. And funnily enough, the first one is about fun. Yes. Because as women, all too often we put fun, you know, we don't even have fun on the list. Yes. So I would love to know what is something that you do that is pure fun just for you? Um, actually it's my yoga practice, but it's also, I've started bouldering at Alpine, um, bouldering, uh, clinic down in, uh, Rabina and I love it. It's just using my body in a different way. It brings me joy at the strength and how I can adapt and move my body, um, it's joyful. It's really it's weird. Bouldering, it's joyful. Rock climbing. It is without the actual. You don't have to wear a harness. It's you just climb up the wall basically, and there's different grades of of um, climbing, um, and so you don't need to. You can just go by yourself, which I love to do, um, and it's just such a fantastic community down there. Really juicy people um, to hang out with too. So, yeah, bouldering. Fair. And dancing. That's what my two joyful things in my life. So, and you can do them dancing anywhere. <laughs> Very cool. I love that. I'm always interested, especially when there's something that I've not heard of before. Like when you said bouldering, straight away I thought rock climbing because I know yes. that Brad, your lovely yes, husband, totally. is a rock climber. So straight yeah. away my head went there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I would never think to do that. So yeah. Oh, I love that suggestion. Cool. Yeah, it's good fun. Next, do you have a favourite book or a book that you often recommend? Yes, um, Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa uh, Esther Perez, Perel. Um, it's an amazing book and it's like a Bible to me. I'll just go back to it. I've read it about I don't know how many million times but now I just use it as I go, I open it up and I read the chapter or the page and she's just such an amazing person. Women Who Run With Wolves, did you say that's by Esther Perel? Uh, um, Clarissa Pinkola, Clarissa. sorry, I got that okay. mixed up. Yeah, not, but I love it. I'm Esther Perel is there. Perel yeah, well she's amazing too. Yes. Books too. And I was like, I didn't know she'd written that one. Yeah, okay, yeah. But I'll have to check it out anyway. It sounds yes. great. Yep. Um, what is a habit of yours that you're really proud of? Uh, resilience and open-heartedness. I've got a very big heart and um, I like to bring people joy and and find their purpose. So, yeah, I think that would be me. But it's also been my nemesis as well. I have to uh, watch myself of how much I give, but I'm really learning that in life, um, yeah, to give openly and receive as as much as I give out. <laughs> the old duality of the double-edged sword. Huh? Exactly. You got it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of, what is a habit that you're least proud of? Do you have an annoying habit? Um. Yeah. Should we ask Brad? <laughs> Should we ask Brad? Um, 
cleaning the house. It's a really annoying um, habit that I have <laughs> that I'm trying to drop to have my house in certain order. I can get a bit OCDC. So I'm learning to just flow with it a bit more and not be so, oh, my God, that's got to go back there and this has got to be like this. You know, I'm trying to sort of get a little bit more hazy and fuzzy in my life and not be so OCD that there's mess in the house, like big deal. We're having fun. Mm. Well, I'm sure that having three boys helps you to relax a little bit into that haze. Oh, my God, it does, totally. (laughs) I can only imagine. Um, Do you have a morning routine? I do. I like to get up early um, and I like to drink water. I usually have a, a, a cup of tea of some herbal type and I go and sit out. I've got a beautiful little platform that I sit in outside and, you know, sometimes I'm there for two seconds, but I tap into myself. I tap into my uh, feminine essence and the earth and then I'm ready to go for the day. I love that. And last but not least, do you have a favourite quote or some words that you live by? Um, yeah, funny you say that. Um, um, my mantra, which I'm not sure who it's by or who it's from at the moment, is I'm not dead yet. <laughs> That's a good one. It is great. It's like when anything that sort of is phasing me or, you know, I'm not enjoying something or it's challenging or even in the good moments, it's like I'm not dead yet. Really absorb this. Really be here. Really be present. This is it. This is one day I will be dead, but I'm not dead yet. So mm, it's similar to this too shall pass because you can think of that in True. the hard times. Yes. Like, yep, this will pass, but you also yeah. need to think of it in the good times too, like when exactly. everyone's happy and great. It's like, yep, yes. this will pass too. Absolutely, and absorb it in, allow it to permeate into your heart and, and feel it. Mm. I'm not dead yet. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tabitha, it's been such a pleasure to speak yeah. with you. I'm sure I'm sure that our listeners will want to connect with you. You have your podcast, which is Turn On, the podcast. You got it. Yep. That's what you have. Brad and, and I talk. such a great podcast. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we talk lots about how to t- turn your life on, basically, with tips and what we go through as parents and business people and um, all sorts of different topics we talk about, but it's great for relationship as well for yourself mostly, but also if you are in relationship with others. Mm. Mm. It's brilliant. Where else can our listeners connect with you? Where should they head? Yeah, um, Studio Chi, S-T-U-D-I-O, and then it's Q-I at the end. Um, you can go to our website and we've got, that's the website to our acupuncture business, but we also do, I do one-on-one coaching. I unravel dreams, but also if there's any relationship things going on, I'm going down that area at the moment. We do Skype and in the clinic, um, Zoom, all those sorts of online um, one-on-one coaching and I do the acupuncture and Chinese medicine and that's at Studio Chi in Burley so if you're local to the Gold Coast um, that's me but if you needed any questions about finding a good acupuncturist wherever you are um, I do have a, a good way of finding you a good referral so don't be shy to drop me a line um, and I can connect you with a great acupuncturist 
to help you out with spleen deficiency or whatever you, you what's going on. <laughs> the, the myriad of concerns. Yeah. And of course, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as Tabitha J. Fennell. Um, so that's probably, yeah, where you can find us, me. <laughs> find us. There's lots of me. <laughs> There's lots of you. <laughs> And I can just say as well on a personal level that Studio Chi is such a beautiful, welcoming space, a very safe space. Um, and, yeah, it's a really, really nice place to visit. And you are obviously wonderful and so warm and I'm so grateful that we had the chance to yeah. connect today on the podcast. So thank I love you so it. much. Thank, yeah, thank you for having me, Kylie. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.